from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast, Wednesday, July 19th, 2023. There's breaking news happening this morning that you may have not seen yet, but we'll be talking about that here in just a moment. Good morning to everyone tuning in live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Rumble. If you're watching us wherever you are in the world, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for making us part of your uh, daily routine to get the latest in cybersecurity. We've got a packed show this morning, so I won't waste your time with anything other than please make sure to subscribe. Please make sure to follow us. Check out our Substack, jamesazar.substack.com. A lot of really new content is going to be going there, especially some of the content that, you know, we want it that, that, that shakes a little bit of the status quo. So with that being said, join me for our traditional cup of coffee. I've got my espresso this morning. It's a single. I know you might be looking at it going, why are you drinking a single this morning? Uh, I, I got a flight in a little bit. I'm heading out to our nation's capital um, for the NTSC uh, CISO summit in Washington, D.C., and uh, as a general rule of thumb, I like to sleep on an airplane. So downgrade the espresso capacity so that I can uh, sleep through the flight. Coffee cup, cheers, y'all. And no, I don't drink coffee before getting on an airplane. Saw someone ask that question on YouTube. Nope. No, no coffee before getting on an airplane. None. Then I like to sleep. Put on my headphones and go to sleep. All right. Well, Estee Lauder is reporting this morning that they've been hit by a cyber attack with business operations affected. Um, Tuesday, uh, Estee Lauder said that a criminal had obtained some data from its systems with the cyber incident causing and expected to further cause disruptions to part of the company's business operation. The Mac Cosmetics owner was working to restore the affected systems. They've implemented measures to secure operations, including taking down some of its systems to mitigate the incident. Estee Lauder owns cosmetic brands like Bobby Brown and Tom Ford Beauty did not reveal further details about the impact of operations. Bassetta was trying to understand the nature and the scope of the breach data. The incident comes at a crucial time for the cosmetics maker, which in May forecasted weaker sales and profits for the year than previously estimated, blaming slow recovery at duty-free and travel destinations, especially in Asia. This is now impacting several organizations, right, where where we've seen this kind of take place. Uh, Not a lot of yet um, over who's attacking Estee Lauder or what this attack really has details have been scarce we've looked for them this morning i couldn't find a lot outside of some of the reuters stories and some of the uh, pr business wire kind of company statement type of stuff so we'll see what comes out in the next few days and hopefully on tomorrow's show we'll have a lot more details as to what's going on at estee louder citrix has another zero day folks that's right citrix today is alerting customers of a critical severity vulnerability cve 2023 3519er in their Netscaler ADC and Netscaler gateway that's already has exploits in the wild, they're strongly urging, I think they should alarmingly urge people to install update versions without delay. This is a mandatory patch by Citrix, formerly Citrix ADC and Citrix gateway. The two Netscaler products received new versions today to mitigate a set of three different vulnerabilities. The most severe of them received a score of 9 or 0.8 out of 10, um, tracked a CV 2023 3519er. An attacker can exploit it to execute code remotely without authentication. All they need to do to leverage the security issue in the attacks is configured as a gateway or as an authentication virtual server. In a security bulletin, Citrix also said that exploits of the CVE on unmitigated appliances have been observed. 
They're strongly advising its customers to switch to their new versions. In the first week of July, someone had advertised on a hacker forum a zero-day vulnerability for Citrix ADC. The details were too few to definitely link it to the Citrix security bulletin today, but the little clues point that this could potentially be that. The author of the post on July 6th had red code execution zero-day that allegedly worked for versions of Citrix ADC up to 13.1 build 48.47. So if you're a Citrix user, make sure you get that updated. Oracle, for their end, waited a week, gave everyone a week to recover from Patch Tuesday before they released 508 new security patches as part of their July 2023 CPU, including more than 75 patches that resolve critical severity vulnerability. I believe Oracle does a quarterly type of update, which is why this is 508, by the way. So, um, And they typically don't do it on Patch Tuesday. They do it every three months on the week after Patch Tuesday. For some reason, Tuesday has become kind of the day for it. So 350 of the security patches address vulnerabilities that can be exploited remotely and without authentication. Some of those flaws impact multiple product and Oracle's uh, suite of products. Uh, Financial services received the largest number of patches out of 147 of the resolved vulnerabilities. 115 can be exploited by a remote unauthenticated attacker with network access. That also includes 77 security patches for communications, 57 of the flaws remotely exploitable without authentication. Fusion Middleware received 60 security patches, including fixes for 40 remotely uh, exploitable unauthenticated bugs, Uh, 40 patches with 30 issues. Analytics has 32 and MySQL 24 with 11. On Tuesday, Oracle also announced patches for utilities applications, supply chain, retail applications, Java SE, PeopleSoft, Sybil, CRM, Commerce, Enterprise Managers, Construction and Engineering, eBusiness Suite, JD Edwards, and over a dozen other products. Uh, They've also released their Solaris Bulletin that includes 17 new security patches, including 11 vulnerabilities that are remotely exploitable. The tech giant also announced the release of 42 new security patches as part of its Linux Bulletin as well. So if you're an Oracle customer and you're an Oracle shop, tune it up, (laughs) y'all. It's quarterly. It's a lot, but you got to get it done. A Google Cloud build bug lets attackers launch supply chain attacks. A critical design flaw in the the Google Cloud build service, sorry, I'm like stuttering over my words, see why I need more espressos, Uh, was discovered by cloud security firm, firm Orca Security, can let attackers escalate privileges, providing them with almost nearly full and unauthorized access to Google's artifact registry and code repositories. They've dubbed it bad.build. The flaw could enable threat actors to impersonate the services account for the Google Cloud Build, manage continuous integration and delivery to CICD service to run API calls against the artificial registry, take control over application images. This would allow them to inject malicious code, which results in vulnerable applications and potential supply chain attacks after deploying the malicious applications within customer environments. The potential impact can be diverse as applies to all organizations that are using the artifact registry as their main or secondary image repository. The first and immediate impact is disrupting the application. The applications relying on these images to scan lead to a denial of service, data theft, and spreading malware. Uh, this kind of goes back to SolarWinds and 3CX and move it. Uh, this can have far-reaching circumstances. Orca is not wrong here. Uh, very rarely do I agree with, with all the uh, conclusions of a security partner when it comes to looking at these vulnerabilities, but Orca's not wrong here. This could have 
downstream impacts that you would look at them and consider maybe for your organization this has little impact but it could impact your customers or partners uh, and that's why you've got to kind of look at it and, and 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 there's an approach to that so google has for its part said that they've identified and fixed the vulnerabilities like this one they appreciate orca and the broader security community uh, for the work they've done and this has been addressed. So this vulnerability has been addressed. You just want to make sure you're on the right version of the Google Cloud in order to make sure that you don't fall victim for this. Additionally, the U.S. government has now blacklisted Citrox and Intellexus spyware cyber espionage tools. The uh, U.S. government on Tuesday added two foreign commercial spyware vendors, Citrox and Intellexa, to an economic block list for weaponizing cyber exploits to gain unauthorized access to devices. The company's uh, corporate holdings in Hungary, that's where Citrux holding is, and North Macedonia. Uh, Intellexa is based out of Greece and Ireland. By adding to the economic denialist, it prohibits U.S. companies from transacting with these two businesses. Citrox is a maker of a mobile mercenary spyware called Predator. It's similar to Pegasus. Uh, it's part of what's called the Intellexa Alliance, which is a marketing label for a consortium of uh, mercenary surveillance vendors that emerged in 2019 according to citizens lab uh tal de leon intellexa founder describes himself as an intelligence expert with over 25 years experience in the idf uh, they say they're a regulated company with six sites and r&d labs throughout europe its main offering is nebula which is billed as the ultimate insights platform to help law enforcement stay ahead of criminal activities uh, per the New York Times, uh, Dillion was forced to retire from the IDF in 23 after an internal investigation raised suspicious that he had been involved in funds mismanagement, citing three former senior officers in the Israeli military, which might be why he's actually based out of Greece and not Israel um, for that. So we'll kind of, these companies are out and that's what we need to know, I guess, this morning, y'all. And finally, Chinese APT-41 is targeting mobile devices with a new type of spyware. The uh, prolific China-linked nation-state threat actor known as APT-41 has been linked to two previously undocumented strains of Android spyware called uh, Wireworm, kind of Worm Spy, and Dragon Egg. They're known for its exploitation of web-facing applications and infiltration of traditional endpoint devices and established threat actor like APT-41 including mobile in its arsenal of malware shows how mobile endpoints are high value targets with coveted corporate and personal data, which they are. Most people, if you tell them you lost your phone and I'll say this because this is why mobile device management for your organization is really critical. When you look at stories like this, you have to understand that this is something you, if, if you're having pushback from the board, from HR, from compliance, from legal around the idea of MDM, on BYOD devices or endpoint devices like cell phones and Android or OS devices that have company uh, data on them, it's significant because these are the types of th these are the types of endpoints that are going to be used to attack your organization. So, as a practitioner, these types of stories are great to kind of win an argument over to say, listen, when someone's going to come after us, they're not always going to go through email. It's not going to always be phishing. It's not always going to be spare phishing. They could just send someone a text message with their phone number as part of a data breach that's been exposed somewhere else, right? And, and the best way to do it is to go to HR and say, block out our access to HR, go use your threat intel uh, feed, pull out 20 employees' phone numbers from the dark web and text them. Just do a test. 
Don't text them anything malicious. Just text them a link that says this was a test. See if they click on it. See what that rate is because mobile device management is going to be critical as we go into this year, next year, and, and, and the foreseeable future for practitioners. So if you don't have MDM on your endpoints, if you're not managing the mobile devices with customer data on them, it's everything because everyone's life's on a phone. I've seen it. <laughs> I had a friend who lost their cell phone to go, everything of my life is on that phone. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I, I, I don't always do backups. Again, having MDM so you can remotely wipe those devices, at least for your end as a CISO, as someone who's in charge of data integrity and data security in your organization, being able to eliminate that threat. Now, an additional service I, I'm very fond of as a practitioner is help people do backups on their personal devices and kind of try to find a good balance between let me help you make sure you never lose your life, anything.